Welcome to The Great Detectives of Old Time Radio, brought to you today by the Art of Crime podcast. We'll have more on our sponsors in just a moment. If you do have a comment, though, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. And check us out on Twitter at Radio Detectives. In just a moment, I'll be playing today's episode of Philo Vance. The original air date, December the 20th of 1949. And the title is The Chop Suey Murder Case. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about our sponsor. The Art of Crime is a brand new history podcast about the unlikely collisions between true crime and the arts. Season 1 is titled, The Unusual Suspects, Artist Accused of Being Jack the Ripper. It profiles six renowned artists who have fallen under suspicion as the Whitechapel murderer. Beloved children's author and poet Lewis Carroll is the one best known to us today. Joining him, among others, are the theatrical wig maker and costume designer who supplied Scotland Yard with disguises while it was hunting the Ripper. The actor who originated the dual role of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and was playing it in London at the time of the killing spree, and the Victorian pop star whose brother, it so happens, has also been accused of committing the crimes. As you meet each artist, you'll find out who they were, what it was like to work in their trades in the Victorian period, and why they've been nominated as Ripper candidates. Then there is the larger question, why have artists especially great artists, proven so attractive as suspects. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcast and make sure to visit www.artofcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow the Art of Crime podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Now we'll go ahead and listen to Philo Vance. Yes, please. Anything else, please? Uh, what do you got so far? Uh, lady order one chow mein, one roast pork, one fried rice. Uh, uh, what did the gentleman have? I tell the cook I want some din yip har. Uh, uh, sorry, please. Din yip har, not Chinese dish. I never heard din yip har. You tell the cook what I said. Uh, yes, please. I tell him. So, sorry, please. Uh, that's all I got to do, argue with a Chinese waiter. Oh, why should he be different? You argue with everybody. Keep up that kind of talk and I go to work on you, Georgie. Well, anything will be better than just sitting here staring at you. Hey, what is this Din Yip Har you ordered? I never heard of it either. Who cares what you heard of? I bet you never heard of the, the Declaration of Independence. Sure I did, but you didn't order that. Oh. Johnny... What? What's got into you lately? You're either picking a fight or you clam up so tight, I don't know whether I'm better off if you talk or not. You're better off when you don't ask questions. Johnny, what's this dinya par you ordered? What's the difference what it is? You don't have to eat it. Maybe I'd like it. Maybe I'd like to bust that pretty nose of yours, but I ain't gonna. And stop battling with me. I got troubles. You got troubles. I got troubles. Living in a crummy flat, eating in a crummy joint. This joint's crummy. 
You know what that stuff I ordered is going to cost me? I don't know nothing according to you. How should I know? It's going to cost me $15,000. Just for that din yip har you wanted to know so much about. Nothing, just wanted to make sure you were here. America's foremost private investigator takes nothing for granted. He sees me from the door of his private office, but he must make sure it's I by calling me. <laughs> I hadn't seen you, my dear. Besides, what good's a private investigator if he's not investigating? <laughs> Ask me sometime after business hours and I'll answer that. <laughs> Only the way you've been working, there's no such thing as after business hours. Doesn't look like any relief is in sight, Ellen. That fellow Markham mentioned call yet? No, and he hasn't shown up. What's this case, Vance? The district attorney called to tell me there was a jewel robbery in Chinatown last night. Oh? A man was murdered during the course of the theft, and the police have no idea who did it. And so Markham has asked you to help? Yes, but he's given me an assistant, some bright young Chinese fellow the district attorney uncovered. I'm taking him with me when I go investigating the crime. I'll wear my hair in a queue if you take me. <laughs> I'll take that matter under advisement. Let me know, will you? Hi, Gates. Boss man around? I'm Lee Wong. Got my boots laced and raring to travel. Uh, he's expecting me. He was expecting somebody, but I doubt whether you're what he expected. Come in, Mr. Wong. In here to my private office. Reed. Thanks, lady. Be seeing you. Well, at least he didn't whistle at me. Well, I guess I'd better get back to work. Well, Vance, here I am. Markham sent me. I'm supposed to take orders from you. Slip them to me, boss man. Well, Mr. Wong, I... Uh, you, you can skip that Mr. Wong stuff, Vance. Name's Lee. I'm Chinese, but I was born, raised, and educated here, so I talk like a real American. <laughs> I'd hate to believe that. Lee, do you know what I'm going to work on? Natch, that robbery and murder down in Chinatown. That's why I'm here. I know the section backwards. Well, that's hardly the way to approach a case, but uh, I have an idea we'll do all right together. Would you like to visit the scene of the crime with me now? Sure, only there isn't much sense to it. The cops are kicked around anything that we might pick up. Perhaps you're right. Lee, why don't you meet me in Chinatown tomorrow night? Tomorrow night? What goes with tonight, with right now? I have a plan about tomorrow night. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, it's a plan that will bring us the murderer. What? You haven't been to the scene of the crime, don't know the dead man, don't even know what jewels were stolen, and you think you can drag in the killer? I think so. Hmm. Darn clever, these Americans. <laughs> Now, look, Sue Lane, will you stop griping about your cut? We got a good thing going for us. It's a swell place to stash hot jewelry till I get ready to pick it up. But we have a fair deal, I'm not changing it. No? Or maybe you'll change your mind, Johnny. All right, all right. Nobody would think of looking in the kitchen of a Chinese restaurant for this stuff, but we'll argue about a better deal later. Right now, I want to... Shh, shh, waiter coming. Oh. One chop suey, one mugogui pan, one lumen. Hola. Chunka haya okayat. Wila. Get rid of him in a hurry. That uh, huila means get lost, doesn't it? Something like that. Uh. What is it you want to tell me? Well, just this. 
I got a real big deal planned for tonight. We'll run it just the same as always. I'll see that the stones get to you. Yes? You hide them till I come in the front of this place, just like any customer, and order din yip har, like always. Can do. Why you steal this time? A 20-carat diamond from one of your merchants. There's a piece in the paper about it this afternoon. Now, you just be ready to grab it when I get it to you. Oh, uh, will do. And, uh, Su Ling, remember, when you get it, keep it from me. Don't hoo-hwee-law. This is Attorney Markham speaking. This is Vance Markham. Well, hi, Vance. How'd you like the job I did in the newspapers for you this afternoon? Excellent. That's what I'm calling about. Thank you very much for your help. Don't thank me. It's you that's trying to help me solve that Chinatown murder. Oh, by the way, how was that Lee Wong chap I sent you? <laughs> He's quite a young man, Markham. That he is. Refers to himself as a hep Chinese. <laughs> it's kind of a perfect description, I'd say. I imagine it'll be of help to you. I imagine so. I'm meeting him late tonight in Chinatown. With the assistance of the story you planted in the newspapers and a venerable old gentleman named Lo C, plus whatever help your young friend can give me, I hope you wrap up this case of yours as tight as an egg roll. Sure glad that car came past just now, Vance. It was awful lonesome down here in the shadows. I know what you mean, Lee. But hiding here is part of my plan. If the thief we're looking for rises to my bait, we'll be out of here very soon. What kind of bait are you talking about? I persuaded Lo C, who owns that house across the street, to bring out of its hiding place a 20-carat diamond, mm. which he placed on exhibition in his home after announcing the fact to the newspapers through the district attorney. Hey, you're pretty happy yourself, Vance. That'll bring the thief out into the open, all right. But uh, why, why do you figure it'll bring him out tonight? Two reasons. One of them is that after his robbery and murder of the other night, he'll want to leave town. But he'd like to leave with Low C's diamond. Oh, and the second reason? That car parked across the street. There's a girl in the driver's seat and the engine's running. I think we're on the right track. That means we get some action. Good. Only... Only what? Only... Holy cow. I, I was supposed to help you on this case, and so far I haven't done anything. I'm sure if I needed help, you'd have been very valuable. Well, gee, thanks for that. Sometimes I... Hey, Vance! I see what you mean. A man just leaving low seas. What are we waiting for? Let's go! Right you are. We gotta get him before he hits that car. Hey, you! Stop! At least we scared off the dame in that car. I'll catch that guy, Vance. I'm a track man. I'm right with you. We ought to get him before he hits the bottom of that stoop. Leave him to me. He's my meat. You ain't going anywhere, brother. Oh, no. No! Give me a chance to get in this lead. Turn him around this way. Come on, Vance. Close in. I'm holding. You're holding nobody. And as for this Vance, I'm making him a present of you. Oh, ow. That's right. Almost knocked the wind out of me. I'm sorry, Vance. He shoved me into you. Come on, let's get after him. No point in that, my young friend. What? Are you kidding? After all these gimmicks you cooked up, you're going to let him get away? Not at all. The police have this block surrounded. I venture to say the young lady in the car is in custody by now, and so is the fellow you were battling with. Well, knock me down and call me Flatso. You really do things right, don't you, Vance? I'm not sure yet. I planned this so that the thief could steal Low C's diamond. I'm pretty certain he did, judging by the fact that he was coming out of Low C's house at this hour, and the fact that he had a getaway car already, but... But what? But I still won't know if my plan is successful until the police find Low C's diamond on him. Yeah, I get what you mean. Sure would make you a schmo if the diamond was stolen. The police did pick up the guy, and he didn't have the stone. 
That, uh, that would make you a small Vance. <laughs> yes, I imagine it would. But let's not anticipate that possibility right now. If Markham and the police have done their work, they'll have our friend and his getaway girl safely at headquarters very shortly. That's where I'm headed, to find out a couple of things. One of them, of course, is to find out whether they have Losey's diamond. What's the other? To find out whether or not I'm a schmo. Now, listen, both of you, we caught you fleeing from the scene of a crime. I've got enough on both of you to send you to jail for ten years. Listen to the D.A. rave, Georgie. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he likes to hear himself make speeches. <sighs> Apparently, talking isn't going to do me any good, is that it? I guarantee if it ain't, it's uh, close. <laughs> what were you doing running along Chang Street an hour ago? I'm an ex-athlete. I like to keep in condition. You, young lady, what were you doing parked in a car in front of Losey's house with the motor running? I was taking a nap, and then all of a sudden, I discovered I was parked in front of a fire hydrant, so I scrammed. Oh. Well, what do you want me to do, break the law? I want you to tell the truth. You, Johnny Malloy, you've got a record. That's right. There was a robbery at Losey's house tonight. You were seen running away from sure, there. Sure, sure, sure. I know the whole thing. I was running away. You caught me before I hit the end of the block and you searched me. But did you find this diamond that's supposed to be missing? <laughs> no. Did Losey, whoever he is, identify Johnny as the man who robbed him? No. The robber wore a mask, but it had to be you, Malloy. We know it must have been you. Then where's the diamond? Well, you might have thrown it away as you were running. Get smart, D.A. Did I know there were cops at the end of the block waiting to grab me? If I made that heist, would I toss that stone in the street? All I know is... Hello, Markham. Vance, come in. Well, Vance, this is the result of your plan. We have this man and his girlfriend. They both deny they had anything to do with the robbery of Low C. And we can't prove they did have. You didn't find the diamond on him? No, and Low C can't identify him either. Maybe I can. Well, just how are you going to identify me? You forget I saw you leaving Low C's house. And that I was standing next to you when you tried to get away from my friend, Lee Wong. What do you mean, tried to get away? What's your answer to that, Moy? Well, I'll tell you. I went to call on Low C. I rang the bell. There was no answer. I was coming down the steps when two guys jumped me. I didn't know who they were, so I slugged it out with them, shoved one guy into this Vance here, and I beat it. Nice going, Johnny. Hey, thanks. Well, Vance, what do you think? I could lock both of them on suspicion, but I really don't have anything on them that I can make stick. You think you ought to let them go? Well, I don't know what else I can do. Well, that decides it, then. You know, Vance, this is the first time in all our association that a plan of yours went wrong. I realize that, Markham, and it doesn't make me feel any too good. It makes me feel fine. Your state of well-being is subject to change without notice, Malloy. Markham, yes. I'm responsible for the loss of Low C's diamond. Why don't you advertise for it? Maybe some honest guy found it. As I was saying, Markham, I'm responsible for the loss of the diamond. It was I who urged Low C to use it as bait. And as you were saying, Markham, this is one time where I have been proven definitely wrong. Well, now, Vance, don't feel so badly about it. We'll I feel very it. badly about it. But I have one more thing to say. It's true that I was wrong. But, Markham, I'm only going to be wrong temporarily. This is District Attorney Markham. The case we're working on, which Vance calls the Chop Suey murder case, began with the robbery and murder of a Chinatown merchant. In an effort to trap the man responsible, Vance planned a scheme that backfired. 
and a large diamond belonging to a prominent Chinese was stolen. While we thought we had the criminals in Johnny Malloy and his girlfriend, they had no diamond when we captured them. In an effort to explain, Vance told me he was going to visit Lo Si, the man from whom the diamond was stolen. He should be there about... More tea, Mr. Vance? Thank you, no, Lo Si. And thank you for understanding how badly I feel about your missing diamond. Was possible stone might have had real value? Was possible stone might have been instrument which brought criminal to justice? Thus, although stone worth many thousands of dollars, it failed in its true purpose. It didn't fail. I did. Oh, many times intentions better than results. Should man be censured for this? I think not. It was possible you erred in judgment, Mr. Vance, but not in motive. Tell me something, Lo Si. You've lived in Chinatown for a long time. Many years, my friend. I'm convinced that somewhere between your house here and the corner where the police picked him up, Johnny Malloy got rid of your diamond. Many houses on this street, Mr. Vance, was possible Mr. Malloy hid diamond somewhere? I don't think he hid it. I think he got rid of it by design as part of a plan so that if he were picked up getting away from this house, he wouldn't have it on his person. Uh, Losey, is there someone on this block whom you have reason to distrust? Well, many times do I hear stories about some man who worked in Sinyan restaurant near Kona. Nothing do I know about it which I find for myself, so naturally I know nothing. I understand. Thank you, Lo Si. The Sinyan restaurant, eh? I think I'll call my secretary. And if I can find her in, I'll see what we can find out at Sinyan's. Oh, must you order chow mein every time you come to this Chinese restaurant, Georgie? Must you? I don't must. I just do. Oh. And what's with you, Johnny? Can't I order what I like? Well, always the same thing, always the same. Oh, how about you? Don't you always order that din yip har? How about that? Well, that's different. That's business. Johnny. What's the matter? Duck down in the booth. Yeah, huh? that's good. I'm facing the door. You know who just walked in? Who? That Philo Vance guy who came into the district attorney's office when the DA had us on the grill. Philo what? Now, Vance has a dame with him this time. I wonder what he's doing here. Yeah. Maybe he just came for some Chinese food. Maybe, but what'd he pick on this plate? Georgie, maybe that Vance knows something. Mm -hmm. I got an idea. I better take care of that joke. Shh, shh, waiter. Yeah. All food, good food, you eat, you like? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Hey, where's that dinya par I ordered? Oh, it's it not ready yet. I bring soon uh, new customers. I, I see what they want. Well, don't bother hurrying back. I'll back when you finish. Hello. Uh, good evening. We'd like some roast duck, Chinese style, some chicken fried rice, and some lobster Cantonese. Very good. Very quick. I get... Ellen. Yes, Vance? Take out your compact mirror, pretend to be fixing your makeup, and describe the people two booths in back of you. Well, you're facing them, Vance. No, but I don't want to be obvious. Go ahead, please, Ellen. It's important. It is if you say it is. That's all I know. Well? Well, um... The girl is attractive, blonde, and her eyebrows are dark, which means... Ellen. All right, so I'm catty. All I can see is the back of the man's head. But 
There's a scar on the base of his neck, just above his collar. What is all this? This is what we came in for. O.C. was right. Whoever he is and whatever that means. I've got this thing, Ellen. Losey's diamond was thrown up here by Johnny Malloy. That's the man you described. Mm -hmm. He was running from Losey's house when he must have seen the police blockade. Well? Now he's back to pick up his diamond. Probably has an accomplice in the kitchen who hid it for him until he called Wait for in advance. It. The waiter's bringing that table something with a silver cover on top of it. Ellen, this is it. Stay here a minute. I want to see what that is. Unless I'm going to be wrong on this case all the way through, I'll tell you now that Losey's diamond ought to be under that cover. Be right back. All right, Vance, but if you need any help... I won't. Oh, Malloy. Well, look who's here, the great Philo Vance. <laughs> Georgie, say hello to Mr. Vance. Hello. Got a train good, huh, Vance? Well, what can I do for you? You can let me look at that plate the waiter just brought you. Oh, this one with the cover on? I ain't mm -hmm. looked at it myself yet. I'm sure of that. I've been watching you. I'll take the cover off it myself. Why, there's, there's nothing here. There is? Oh, I mean, what did you expect? Okay, Vance, you want anything else here? No. No, I, I guess I don't. You'll both excuse me, I'm sure. Johnny, what happened to what was supposed to be on the plate? I don't know. It's supposed to be low seas diamond. Something's gone haywire. Oh, I'd say that everything was swell. If it was there, Vance would have spotted it. Yeah, I know, but why isn't it here? If that cook is double-crossing me, I... Uh, excuse me, please, Mr. Malloy? Yes, what is it, waiter? Uh, cook say to tell you he recognized Vance when I come in, so everything okay. Everything okay? Uh, huh? I'd say everything was definitely okay. Uh, tell the cook that he's got good eyesight and very good sense. <laughs> When did Lee Wong say he'd call, Vance? I like your office, but not enough to want to stay in it all night. I didn't talk to the boy, Markham. I left a message for him. I'm going to need him very badly. I do wish he'd call. He's a nice young fellow, Vance, and he has ambitions of being a private investigator, like you. Oh, not like me on this case, I guarantee that. I'll get it. Vance speaking. Hi, tall docking detective. This is Lee Wong. Yes, I might have guessed that. Lee, can you get a job as a waiter? I, I don't know. I, I never did any waiting in my life, except for my girl. Why, what's up? I want you to get a job as a waiter in the Sinyan restaurant. Work there this evening and come back to me with anything you find out about the cook there. And uh, also, if Johnny Malloy goes there regularly. Check. Is, uh, is that Malloy the character I tangled with in front of Low C's house? That's the one. And Lee, I'll meet you at Low C's at midnight tonight. And I'm sure you're going to have something to tell me that I want to hear. Markham, I'd like you to meet my friend, Low C. How do you do? Well, my humble house is yours, Mr. Markham, Mr. Vance. Uh, please sit down. Thank you. Thank you. I uh, hope you don't mind our using your home as a meeting place. It is my honor to have a home you care to use, Mr. Vance. I hope I can reciprocate by getting back the diamonds stolen from you, Low C. I know only that you are trying. It is quite enough. As you told me on telephone, we wait for Lee Wong. Yes. Vance asked him to get a job in that restaurant you believe might have an employee who is a little, shall we say, shady? Is possible. Man only knows what he himself knows. What others tell him 
He merely suspects oh, my doorbell. Also, my concession to old China, the gong. Uh, excuse me, please. Certainly. It's probably Lee Wong. If it is, I hope he has something to tell you, my friend. Hello? Hi, Opel. I'm Lee Wong. I'm supposed oh, to be. Oh, please, to come in. Oh. Hi, Vance. Well, I got news. I want to hear it, of course. But first, may I present you to our host, Lo C. Lo C, this is Lee Wong. It is a privilege to meet one who aids Mr. Vance. Hmm. Thanks. Well, Vance, I did what you told me to. I got a job at that chop suey joint, watched the cook like you said, and saw him grab a gander at a certain teapot in his kitchen every once in a while. And? I knew I had to get him out of the kitchen, so I faked a phone call for him. He came out, I went into the kitchen, got into that teapot, and look what I found. Our diamond. You found the diamond, Lee. You did a wonderful job. We're all indebted to you. Oh, most certainly I am. And I, too. Thank you very much, Lee. And although this is most ungrateful... I'm going to have to ask Mr. Markham to arrest you for robbery and murder. Start talking, Su Ling, and fast. Mr. Markham's waiting to hear what you have to say. Is this the cook in the Chinese restaurant, Vance? Right. Well, Su Ling? I, I tell you, Li Wong steal diamonds, kill man, two, three days ago. He give me diamonds to hold, I hold them. Later, I give them to man named Malloy. He's talking about the original robbery and murder that happened before I got into this case, Markham. I know. Go on, Su Ling. I tell you this because Li Wong... He tell you he got Losi's diamond for me. Yes, he got him for me, but he gave it me the night Losi was robbed. Lee Wong has confessed, Su Ling. There was nothing else he could do, considering that Vance knew all about him. By the way, Vance, how did you know? Let's go back to the night of Losi's robbery, Markham. To begin with, I believed the first robbery and murder and this one were done by the same gang. I understand why, Vance. Go ahead, please. Jimmy Malloy stole Losi's diamond, came out of the house, and there we were, Lee Wong... And I. Lee had no chance to warn him in advance that we'd be there. Malloy immediately suspected a trap and dropped the diamond in Lee Wong's pocket as they were struggling. That is right, Mr. Vance. Thank you. Now, if Lee Wong turned the diamond in, I wouldn't have suspected him. But he didn't. He waited until he found out that I knew something was wrong at the Sinyan restaurant. And then he decided to bring back the diamond and incriminate Su Ling here. Yeah. I'm still not sure I know why he brought it back. He knew I was close to a solution of this case, and he wanted me off it. Low C's diamond was my personal responsibility, and he knew I'd never stop until I recovered it, but that I might stop if I did. Yeah, well, that makes sense. I see why you didn't suspect Lee Wong right away, too. It was because I sent him to you. Lee Wong go to district attorney in beginning to pretend to help while he find out what progress police were making. That's understandable, Markham, isn't it? Yes, it is. Well, we have Sue here, Johnny Malloy, and his girl, and Lee Wong, all in custody. They'll all pay for what they've done in the end. In the end, and at the end of the Chop Suey murder case.
Welcome back. This was an interesting episode. Generally, when we hear radio programs that involve Chinatown, and I'm thinking particularly of the Hollywood-originated programs, we'll hear somewhat exaggerated, to very exaggerated, dialects. This did not seem in the same vein. Not only did you have... Wong, who was, as he noted, American-born. But I also think that the accents of the other Chinese characters were a bit more believable. And I don't think that more believable dialects was a particular trait of New York acting and New York radio. In fact, uh, it's almost the opposite. I have a hunch, and I could be wrong here, but to me it seems like the actors playing Chinese characters were actually of that ancestry. Which makes me curious who they were and how the script was written. Was it a situation where someone wanted to use this specific group of actors and had the script written specifically for them? It's one of those things where it can be frustrating that we know so little about the production of Philo Vance. Because I feel like there's a story behind this episode that we just don't know. Of course, the villain's plan does have an obvious weakness in it. In that it's requiring a white American guy to go into a Chinese restaurant and order a dish that doesn't exist. At a restaurant that's in Chinatown. It's the type of really conspicuous thing that's going to draw attention, particularly when Chinatown is where the crimes are being committed. Other than that, I did think that this was actually a pretty interesting episode. I wanted to go ahead and thank everyone for their warm holiday greetings. This is actually the first episode I've recorded since Christmas Day. And doubtless we'll receive some for New Year's as well. I appreciate... uh, Uh, All of your well wishes. Thank you so much. And I also want to go ahead and once again thank the sponsor of today's episode, The Art of Crime Podcast. And again, you can check them out at www.artofcrimepodcast.com. And I also want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. And I want to go ahead and thank Max. Max has been one of our Patreon supporters since November 2015, currently supporting us at the Detective Sergeant level of $7.14 or more per month. Thanks so much for your support, Max. 
And that will do it for today. A reminder that if you want to be sure and never miss an episode of The Great Detectives of Old Time Radio, you can subscribe with your favorite podcast software, whether it's Spotify, iHeartRadio, or the Amazon Music app at amazon.com slash otrdetectives. And if you are enjoying this podcast on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and mark that notification bell. All those things that help YouTube channels and podcasts grow. We will be back next Thursday with another episode of Follow Vance. But join us back here tomorrow for yours truly, Johnny Dollar, where... You would forgive me, Mr. Dollar. Might I suggest you try the sample going? I'd be happy to. Uh, what is it? The known ingredients are rice, fish, and pepper. The unknown are the chef's secrets, and the sum total of them all is sheer gastronomical ecstasy. Well, the only thing that could top that recommendation is for you to join me. I would be delighted. But not to dine, Mr. Dollar, merely to talk. By the way, I am Frederica von Osterhut. Peter's wife? His daughter. Well, I would have guessed that, except for the third finger left hand. Oh, of course, my wedding band. Yes, I am Mrs. Don Reynolds now. But I wish to talk with you as Frederica van Osterhout. Oh, why is that? Because I want you to persuade my father to change his mind and accept insurance money. You don't approve of his gamble? There is no gamble, Mr. Dollar. He's bound to lose everything. There's no oil there. What makes you so sure? My husband is an oil engineer. He has gone over my father's leases in every possible way. Geological survey, magnetometer, seismographic exploration... In every instance, the results have been negative. And what does your father base his opinion on? Wishes, hunches, gambles, Mr. Dollar. He's like a madman about this thing. All reason, all logic has been tossed to the wind. Well, then why is somebody trying to sabotage the well? There are always accidents attendant on any oil drilling project, Mr. Dollar. My father's have been brought about perhaps by the old equipment he's using. But they are accidents, nevertheless. There's not one shred of proof of anything else. You make out a pretty strong case for yourself. Then you will do as I ask. Try to persuade him. No, I'm afraid not. But you just said... Your father's got a stronger case. Yes, of course. The $60,000 your company will save if he relinquishes his claim. Well, can you think of a better one? To me, a man's life is worth more than 60000 I hope you'll be with us then. In the meantime, do send your comments to Box13 at GreatDetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and check us out on Instagram. Instagram.com slash GreatDetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.